Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert. I'm leaving you people. And Enrique Alvarez-Clary. What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? Sponsored by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome in. Welcome back for those who are uh, hanging out for the first segment. Thanks to Rico, Austin, and Jay for holding down the fort for that first segment. Uh, Nick Sainer now with you. Rico's still here as well. Uh, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln hotline and the starter Heyman text line open for you guys the rest of the way here. We'll be with you until 2 o'clock. Uh, you can join us on the Starter Heyman Jewelers live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Allo Channel 951 as well. Okay, so I know you guys were talking Nebraska and Indiana in that first segment. We're going to talk plenty of Huskers and Hoosiers as we continue on in the noon hour. Um, def- yeah, I know you want to talk about it. Yeah, defensive-wise, Nebraska played really well last night, right? Uh, what was it? 19 turnovers they forced mm-hmm. um, Indiana to commit. 15 of those were steals. I'm pretty sure I saw it was reported earlier that they have 31 steals over their last two games, which is a, a stat to certainly hang your hat on if you're Nebraska's defense. I like that. Offensively, though, Nebraska with a really, really nice performance last night. And, and I, I said this coming in this morning, I believe, was that, you know, hey, listen, if you're going to shoot... I think it was they shot 48 or 46, excuse me, 46% from the field last night. It wasn't that Indiana shot poorly, uh, shot 47%, but Nebraska in a lot of their games, especially the ones that they lost to Creighton and they lost to Minnesota, at least in the second half, field goal shooting percentage was really, really poor. Very garbage. They they shot two of 22 from beyond the arc against the, the Creighton Blue Jays. Um, they could not, you know, hit water if they fell out of a boat. Like, here's the thing. When you look at Nebraska last night, they were able to 
uh, hit the three ball. I know they shot a lot of them. I think they shot like 31 threes, 32 threes, excuse me, shot 12 of 32 from three. Um, and, and, and that's the, that's the case. Like Nebraska had really, really good ball movement yet yesterday. Like there were shots that maybe in the first half, they didn't have as great of movement on offense, but in the second half we saw Juwan Gary, maybe not take as many contested shots before he got out of the game due to foul trouble. We saw Casey Tominaga start to catch fire, but it wasn't because he was taking poor shots. It was because he was moving without the basketball and AD talked about this morning, Strick talked about it this morning, where there was a one in the corner, in the near corner, um, on the left side of the floor in the second half, where Casey could have had a, a contested three. He got the pump fake, or got the defender to fly by on the shot fake, takes two, two steps in and one dribble, and he hits about an 18-footer from, from the baseline. Things like that will help you win games. Higher percentage shots, and that's one thing about Casey he really has developed the inside shot despite being one of the smallest guys on the floor. And that is extremely beneficial, not only for Casey, but also for Nebraska's offense. That is something that I wanted to talk about was that Casey, who is known for being a sniper from deep, yep. a shot that he has worked on and a shot that he had in his bag last year is something is, is that floater. One that we hadn't seen in the non-con one that we hadn't seen in this first half or whatever of the season because he was taking well, first off, because he was injured and he wasn't playing all that much, but then because he was just taking threes, trying to get that groove back, trying to find that that stroke from deep back. But in this one, he hit a couple threes and then he used that to his advantage. Again, moving without the ball, getting those layups, going backdoor, getting those mm -hmm. reverse layups, which is something that he does a really good job of and has really nice touch on those. But the floater, using the pump fake to get into the lane uh, a couple steps away from the basket and making that decision to float it over the seven footer because knowing if he goes in there, maybe he'll draw a foul, but more than likely he'll just get blocked. So that floater and that mid range shot, like the one you mm -hmm. talked about pump faking, getting the defender to fly by taking two steps and, and swishing that from the baseline. Those shots are going to be there for Casey because everybody's scared of him hitting the three catching fire from deep and hitting from the logo. Like he did last night on a busted play, which was fantastic. But with that shot in his bag, that mid-range, that floater, that that you know, 19-foot pull-up, that is going to open up so much more of the offense for Nebraska, especially with his ability to move without the ball and the passing ability of Jamarcus mm -hmm. Lawrence, of Juwan Gary, of Rink Mass in that you know free throw area. It's interesting. I, I look at the the box scores right from last night, and in a, in a game where Nebraska wins by 16. In the first half, Nebraska shot four of 16 from beyond the arc. Now, part of this um, was Nebraska had six turnovers in the first half compared to just two in the second half offensively. Now, what I will say, C.J. Wilcher was the guy with, with all the answers in the first half. Three of five from beyond the three-point line for C.J. Wilcher coming off the bench. He's really embraced that, uh, that, that sixth-man role. Um, when you look at, at the starters, Nebraska, Casey had, went one for four in the first half from beyond the three-point line. Uh, Lawrence went 0 for three. Juwan Gary went 0 for one. He had a, he shot a contested three. Sam Hoiberg shot a three at the end of the shot clock as well. That now that all you know calculates and adds up to four of 16 from beyond the three-point line. They couldn't involve Josiah Alec down low, I guess. Um in the first half, they didn't necessarily try to either. And it's because, like Rico said, you had the seven-footer, Kel L. Ware, 
down there who who had two blocks on the night. It felt like he had a much bigger presence. Now that first um, block that he sent into like the yeah. 27th row. Yep. My goodness. It, 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 it was it was pretty intense. It, it could have been a goaltend. He he did get called for one goaltend later in the second half. It was definitely a goaltend. But that made Nebraska. This was what was so impressive was that with a little bit of defense mixed with their 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 decent offensive performance in the first half, they were still up by eight at the break. They were still up 41 to 33 at halftime, despite shooting. Yes, he, they shot from the field 48% in the first half, but they shot 25% from beyond the three-point line, and they shot 16 threes in that first half. They shot a lot of threes. Now, in the second half, right, you look at the adjustments, and it was, okay, how can we continue to involve rink mass? Um, how can we maybe get Casey Tominaga into a rhythm? And he certainly did in that second half. When you had C.J. Wilcher dealing with back spasms, when you had two early fouls on Bryce Williams, Jawan Gary dealt with a little bit of foul trouble. Now, and, and frankly, the refereeing was just not very good either. The, the refereeing was really disappointing, especially when it came to like offensive fouls and moving screens, and they it called was, a couple on rink mass. It was confusing because they're calling some ticky-tack fouls, yes. and then they're letting them play in other instances. So, so you look at the, the drastic difference. And understanding that, hey, maybe Indiana and Kella Ware is going to be able to kind of dominate the paint defensively against you while you're on offense. What do you have to do? You have to start shooting at a, at a little bit higher of a percentage than maybe 25%. Well, they doubled it. They shot 8 of 16 from beyond the three-point line in the second half. Casey Tominaga was a big part, had six threes in the second half. He finishes with 28 points altogether. He shot uh, 6 of 9 from the... Th from beyond the three-point line, or excuse me, six of nine from the field, three of six from beyond the three-point line. I miss, I misspoke there. Also, was three of three from beyond the, or from the free throw line. Six of nine was, from beyond the three-point. Yeah, that would be that would be pretty cool. pretty intense. I but, don't think PBA would be standing. But Casey Tominaga goes six of nine from the field, three of six from beyond the three-point line. Um, Bryce Williams, how about him in the second half? He had to sit down. About he only re recorded five minutes on the floor in the first half. Because of early foul trouble, he got sat down with about 15 minutes to play with uh, in the first half with two fouls. So he then plays 18 of the 20 minutes in the second half, does Bryce Williams. And with that, um, he, he goes three of four from beyond the three-point line, has nine second-half points, four rebounds, and three steals. A really, really nice second half for Bryce Williams, uh, def or excuse me, offensively. For Nebraska. So we saw, right, in previous games, Juwan Gary kind of was the guy. Yep. Juwan Gary was fully the guy. Rink Mass was kind of dealing with the, the injury, had the procedure, and and we saw maybe against North Dakota where Juwan Gary kind of took that thing over. Well, now, last night, it goes to exactly what we discussed in yesterday's show. Bryce Williams has a really nice game, takes the pressure off of Juwan Gary, who just finished with four points. Not because Juwan didn't get good looks, it just wasn't his night. Mm -hmm. He only played eight minutes in the second half. He played 20 minutes as a whole, and it just wasn't his night. Jamarcus Lawrence, how about this? In terms of plus minus while you're on the floor, Jamarcus Lawrence had the highest plus minus of anybody on Nebraska's roster last night. Had a really, really nice game. 12 points. He shot four of five from the field in the second half. Um, had just a really, really nice game. Two steals, couple boards. Um, and shot two of three from the from beyond the three point line when he went over uh, from the field in the first half. Mm -hmm. So 
We saw maybe the green light go in with a little more more uh, willingness to shoot from Jamarcus Lawrence, who who went you know who shot six threes last night. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I thought the guard play in last night's game against Indiana was much better than maybe it has been in, in, in games past. Yeah, the guards really stepped up in that game, and that, that was something that we were kind of discussing because of the height advantage and the size that Indiana had in the paint against Nebraska. At least in my mind, I was thinking that the, the guards were going to have to step up because mm-hmm. the bigs were going to be working extremely hard on the defensive end. But again, with the foul trouble that Indiana and Nebraska were dealing with, yeah. um, Indiana was was down to one big for most of the first half and a little bit of the second half just because of the foul trouble and trying to avoid you know somebody fouling out way too early. Um, so Nebraska's bigs were, again, not able to feast, but were able to get a really, really good looks. Rink mass in that hook shot in the second half. Um, that one really came alive for him, and that was big for Nebraska. But the guard play with Jamarcus Lawrence, with uh, Bryce Williams, who's you know a point forward of sorts, with Casey Tominaga, with Juwan Gary, who's I mean he's more of a forward, but uh, whatever you want to go with there, mm-hmm. they all stepped up in big ways. Juwan Gary again, only four points, but a big you know just some timely rebounds and just timely you know, strong defensive plays from Juwan where you don't have to have him be that guy. As we've talked about with this team for weeks on end, you don't have to have one guy be the the dude to step up and lead your team to victory when you have so many people who can step up. Yes, Tominaga had 26, 28 points, but Bryce Williams with his nine points in the second half, Jamarcus Lawrence with all of his points and his timely passes, his timely buckets, uh, mm-hmm. Rink Mass pouring in some points and all of that, like, Everybody stepped up in big ways, but the guard play with Tominaga again with that mid-range shot and his, you know, I can can we call this a Tominaga breakout game? I mean, 20 plus points. I think, in this it, one. I think it was. This, this, is the this, Tom- was, the, this was the most this was the most Tommy K say 
esque game that we've had this season. Yeah, and and that this again could be a springboard to again. I'm not saying that he's going to do what he did and go on that tear like he did last season, where he's scoring you know 25 plus or 30 points in like three straight games or whatever he did. But this is this is a way to get him back into that groove again with the mid range, with the three pointers, with everything. And have that ability mm. to look for him because, again, he's not going to – he never has and never will lose the confidence to take a three, whether it be a deep three or whether it be a three with somebody's hand in his face. He's Once he gets that, that, uh, that feeling back, he's going to hit more than he misses as he did last season. Again, you're not going to ask him to score 30 points a game because you have more play going on from everybody else. But the guards for Nebraska in a game where the bigs for Indiana were – pretty effective and mm-hmm. and were again not blocking shots but just altering shots left and right the guards really stepped up in a big way uh to lead nebraska to this one and it makes you feel really good going forward because we talked about i think we we talked about it yesterday this three-game stretch if you can be one and one going into yeah. purdue well you got that one win who knows maybe you can uh, and this is you know, i'm not looking forward because it's your next game but who knows if you play like you did against indiana Maybe you could be two and zero going into Purdue, and I don't even know what PBA is going to look like if that's if that's the case. I think I think a couple stats that a couple more statistics that kind of jump out to me personally when you're when you're looking at at last night's game against Indiana, Nebraska, twenty seven points off of turnovers. Right, they were not only able to to force nineteen of those, but also uh, get points off of turnovers. They they did get out rebounded by Indiana, thirty six to twenty nine. But Nebraska had more second chance points. Uh, Nebraska also added 18 bench points. And despite having a big man in the in the lane, Kel L. Ware, who was coming back from COVID, uh, you you were still able to get 24 points in the paint against the Indiana Hoosiers. You also had 15 assists. I mean, not very often are you going to see the same number of assists as you do steals. Normally, that assist number is probably going to be a little <laughs> bit higher. But it's a pretty good. That's ne- a pretty good stat I mean, right there. Nebraska, Nebraska, able to. Uh, you know, get the best of Indiana last night. And it, and it was never really close. I think that's the most impressive thing for me personally about last night's performance was that throughout the entire game, once Nebraska jumped out, I don't know what, what mark it was in the, in the first half here. Um, I can find it. I mean, really quickly here, Nebraska, when Nebraska went on the, let's see. So they trailed by, let's see. They trailed by three, it looks like. Um, no, excuse me. They trailed by two, 13 to 11 um, at the 14-20 mark in the first half. Ever since Nebraska then, from the 13-51 mark up until, let's see, basically the end of the game, mm-hmm. Nebraska slowly started to pull away. And they went into half with four minutes. You had a six-point lead at 34-28. At uh, the two-minute mark in the first half, you had you half. You had an eight-point lead, 38-30. Then you got it up to as much as ten on a jumper by on a hook shot by Rink Mast in the paint Love that with two shot. minutes. And eventually, you uh, after the the Anthony Walker free throws with 24 seconds left, you got a 41 to 33 lead going into the break. Now, after that. At one point, Nebraska led by 20 points. Yeah, but Yes, they did. But my point is, like, even in the second half, you come out and, and you you play pretty well at the start of the second half. You get out to a, a 51-36 lead with 16 minutes left. You then have it, you know, eventually it gets back to a nine-point lead mm-hmm. when uh, Gabe Cups, by the way, who played with Bronny in high school, 
Gabe Cups uh, for Indiana shoots a, a three-point shot with 15 minutes left in the game, cuts it down to nine. After that, Nebraska never really allowed them to get closer. It was never, it was never like a six-point differential. It was never a, a case of where you're like, man, this is really getting close. Nebraska needs to make a shot here. Like maybe those internal thoughts, but nobody said that outwardly where it was like, this is getting into crunch time. You got to figure out a way to do something. Nebraska kept him at arm's length. Like Nebraska did to into Indiana last night, what they've done for the most part all season. Oregon State was always kept at arm's length. Mm -hmm. Kansas State, same exact way. Um, Michi had Michigan that. State was kept at arm's length. And, and eventually you ice the game in two ways. Defensive stops and free throws. Yeah. And Nebraska did both of those last night. You never had that edge of your seat moment where you sat there and thought if India where Indiana has the up has the ball on offense, if they hit this shot, Nebraska's in trouble. You yep. never really had that yesterday or last night. So that's that's something that Nebraska has really improved on. And we were talking about in the first segment, you go back to the Creighton, the Creighton game, two things that they took away from the Creighton and the Minnesota game. Yeah. Like in the Creighton game, effort. Just working harder and making sure that you're not lazily closing out and you're not taking plays off on defense. And the Minnesota game, finishing. Yeah. Finish the game. And that's exactly those two things are, are the two things that they put into play last night against Indiana. They had great effort. There were a couple. Again, it happens from time to time. A couple lazy closeouts and Indiana made them pay. But, you know, they fixed that as the game went on and they finished the game. Like you said, they led by eight or whatever at halftime. And then they just built their lead up and mm -hmm. kept them at a safe distance where they didn't have to, you know, call a timeout, go into a time, go into a huddle and say, look, we need this next shot because if we don't, we are in trouble. They never had that moment. And that's something that you can look at this team and, and have a lot of confidence in going forward. So Nebraska now, as everybody knows, faces Wisconsin on Saturday, 1.15 p.m. tip off on the Big Ten Network. Now, when you look at the Badgers, and we'll talk a little bit more about the Badgers tomorrow, um, they, they've gotten a couple nice wins this season against Michigan State on the road. They won by double digits. They beat Marquette, who's a top 10 team at home. They, they lost to Arizona by 25 points back on December 9th. They just uh, they're going to be coming off of a victory against Iowa on Tuesday in the form of an 11 point victory at home. They've lost to Providence. They've uh, there, there's been a couple disappointing losses, I think, for the Badgers this season. But here they stand um, in the conference, 10 and three overall. Nebraska, as we know, sits at 12 and two. Uh, Wisconsin, two and zero oh in Big Ten play. Nebraska sits at two and one. Um, Wisconsin is seven and one at the Kohl Center at home this season. Nebraska, as we know, one and one. Uh, both these teams come in on a on a pretty nice winning streak. Wisconsin's won three in a row, and uh, Nebraska winners of five straight. So, pretty good feeling, I think, around Husker Nation right now. Uh, going in with a five game winning streak. Now, if they're like Rico said, if they're able to steal one against Wisconsin, or at least keep it keep it competitive. I think that like that's the biggest key is don't allow this to be a blowout. Don't mm -hmm. for goodness sakes, don't be up by 10 or double digits going into halftime and then lose by double digits uh, when it's all said and done, figure out a way to, to get things uh, figured out and, and finalized. And if Nebraska comes away with a victory, great. If they lose by fewer than five, that's fine because you were able to get a big one last night in the form of Indiana. Mm -hmm. And you have another great opportunity coming up for you. On Tuesday, it's going to be a quick turnaround, as uh, as we know, right? Wednesday to Saturday, fly back, and then you got number one team in the country in the Purdue Boilermakers and their thirteen and one record coming in 
uh, on Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Really good crowd last night. A hand of a, a round of applause. Good job, everyone. For, for the crowd last night at Pinnacle Bank Arena. It was a good one. Um, I'm not sure if these guys are listening, but Rico, last night I was walking on the concourse mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I hear, that's Big Swim. Oh my gosh, that's Big Swim. No way. And I turn around and these two guys were looking at me. And nobody said that. I do not. I have a name. My name is Nick. Nobody. I don't care about the big, big swim part. Swim. They did, unfortunately. <laughs> Nick's so now, popular. The, the big swim apparel should be coming to the 93.7 The Ticket Store soon, hopefully. Uh-oh. Big swim apparel. But nonetheless, uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll uh, talk a little bit about a game tonight with Nebraska basketball. The women will travel to Madison this evening and play an 8 p.m. tip-off against the Badgers. We'll highlight that to close out the noon hour. You're listening to the happy hour on 93.7 The Ticket. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.